What's up, y'all? Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of Chill to Action on the Call to Action Network. Here today, hanging out with another Schmodown professional, an OG Schmodown professional. You know mm-hmm. me, it's your girl, Danny Joy, here, hanging out with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio. It's me, it's me, it is PLD, and I'm happy to be hanging out with four wonderfully legendary, talented female superstars. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and by four, he means our sweet, great Kelsey hanging out in the background. We love Kelsey. Big shout out to Kelsey hanging out back there. And with us today uh, is our other favorite co-host. You know her from Schmo Bates. You know her from that great show. The one, the only Mac Daddy, Miss Alex Mac. Hi, guys. I mean, I'm super excited to be here. We're here with a lady that not only got me mega excited about Schmodown in general, but I was like... You were like the first like female competitor I saw on camera. And I was like, get it, girl, you yeah, build it up. I can't wait to dive into this. Absolutely, y'all. We are here with the one, the only, a pioneer, definitely a pioneer, an OG in the Schmodown, a true huge inspiration to any female that watches this channel or watches the Schmodown out there. The one, the only, Miss Brianne Chandler. Hello, I'm Brianne Chandler, also known as Miss Movies, because I miss movies. It's not that I know them. It's that I miss them. I have two kids. I don't I don't get to see movies as much anymore. Although I've seen Spies in Disguise probably eight times, maybe ten, uh, within the last two weeks. So that's where I'm at right now. Oh, I should say sorry or... Uh... <laughs> you know, it's not bad. Although maybe I have some Stockholm Syndrome, but I'm not sure yet. I'm not positive. <laughs> At least it's a good distraction, right? It's a good distraction. <laughs> right now we're all missing movies. I'm not going <laughs> to We are all missing so. movies. It oh. is a sad, sad time. Sad. Maybe the uh, maybe the drive-in theater can can come back, can make a little comeback, but I we'll see. A, quite a few articles saying that, yeah. Yeah, it's the problem is the land. I don't know if that's really like feasible here in Los Angeles, but maybe in other parts yeah. of the country. So. Yeah, we have one that's still open in the summer times. So I'm hoping that will open up sometime soon because I need to get out and see movies. Because I, well, then again, though, what, what movies are going to be out? No one's releasing anything. I know it's true. <sighs> They've all just shied away. <laughs> it has indeed. Well, we are on a Schmodown podcast uh, at after show as we are. So that's the first question we usually ask: uh, is how and why did you get into the Schmodown? How and why did I get in the Schmodown? Okay, so I. Don't know exactly when, but it was when they were at After Buzz, when the Schmoes were at After Buzz, and they had started doing season one of the show, and they were heading into season two, and they were doing teams, and I remember Tiffany Smith saying, like, you got to have other people write these questions. They can't be the people that are competing here. Mm -hmm. It has to be other people. Other people have to write these questions. So Christian reached out to myself, uh, Stacey Howard, Matt Brown, Chris Galisky, um, Gosh, I can't. There's like two other people that I'm not I'm blanking on right now, but um, and said, hey, would you be willing to write questions for the show? And I was like, hey, sure. Why not? You know, I'm at season two. I, you know, had I had two kids at the time, like my son was just a little baby. And I was like, you know what, I need something to do. Otherwise, I'm going to go crazy. (laughs) So I started writing the questions for season two um, with the group of them. And and that was interesting. It was hard because, um, you know, when you're given this task and it's like, okay, and here's the group and you're going to go do it. And then it's like, 
I didn't want to take any, normally I would take the reins and be like, all right, I'm the leader. I'm going to get this and then we're going to do this and that and that. And then I was like, I can't, I'm not in the right headspace and emotional and physical space to actually do, to lead it at this time, you know, with having, you know, kids. And so I was just kind of waiting to see who would take that role, who would fill that, who would, the Lord of the flies, who would fill the role, you know, but like, Eventually, it finally came down to Chris. So I was like, ah, oh, thank goodness. And then he ended up, you know, doing the, the questions for the long term. But, um, you know, it was hard because it felt like we were herding cats, just trying to figure out what to do, where to go, who to talk to, what, you know, all those things. And, and we really did, like, it was hard. And we were able to figure out how to do it and be cohesive. And, like, over the time, it started to kind of leak kind of finally find its niche and keep going. And, and it worked out. We gave them a ton of questions, which I'm sure they used throughout the next few years. Um, but that was the first time that I was asked to help out. And um, so that must have been 2013. And I had known Mark and Christian only about only about since 2011, end of 2011. So um, it had been a little over a year. And then um, after that, Chris took over as the lead writer for season three. And um, towards the end of season three, Christian had sent a message to me saying, hey, would you be interested in competing You know, with Stacy? How would, do you think you and Stacy would do good at this? And I was like, well, we can give it a try, you know, might as well, might as well just give it a try. We'll, we'll see how it goes. And so Stacy and I had been doing six degrees for a while then. And so mm -hmm. then we came on board and in season two and towards the end as a team and we played the wangers. That was our first match. And, um, that's probably one of my favorite matches because I didn't know what to expect going in. And I hadn't watched it really that much since it went over to Collider. Mm -hmm. You know, um, again, with kids, your brain just kind of goes to mush for a while. So I was yeah. like in another space doing other things. And then once he asked us back, I was like, well, I should probably catch up on what's going on and see, you know, what teams there are and what competitors there are and things like that. So I caught up on that and then we had our first match and that was... That was how we got started in the Schmodown, both Stacy and myself. Erin Parisian, that's her name. She was also a writer. I was like, who else was there? It was, yeah. Well, that makes you ask a question. Then you, since you're writing questions, I mean, that's probably one of the most thankless jobs in the Schmodown. So, how was it back then compared? I know now PJ and his crew, we had have gotten a lot of flack this year, for example. Uh, how is it? Was it same back then, or did you feel any pressure about it then, or was it just more? easy going back then for that? No, you know, I think it was a little more easy going. Um, I remember it, you know, not liking it for a while. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, I'd get mad. They'd come back and be like, this is too hard. And I'm like, it's not too hard. And then, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. In that voice too? Yeah. Yes, just in that yeah. voice. And so, um, I think the hardest part was just figuring out the system. Like, Oh, we're going to put all these, all these movies here and all these movies there. And then we had eventually figured out we needed to do a document for each game and like how just figuring out how it was going to work and how it was going to flow. And that was, that was hard. It took a while to figure out the best system for that. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. Did you know, do you mind me asking when you kind of created that team, you know, with Stacy? Obviously, you two have this awesome chemistry being with six degrees and everything. You guys are so amazing together. Uh, do you did you guys know right away what kind of competitors you wanted to be? Did you already um, know that with the not only the entrances, you already had this idea that maybe one day you'll be like like a heel team and everything or we had no idea what we were doing, um, but we did know that like, we wanted to do some kind of entrance because in the season two, you know, there were some more entrances that were at that time. You had like a point break entrance and you had like the Pulp Fiction entrance and things like that. And so it just kind of I knew we wanted to at least do that. I was like, there's at least one part of this that we have control over. And that's how we present ourselves when we come out of that curtain. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Like after that, it's just like, who knows what's going to happen. And that was the time which people forget. And it's so much harder back then in terms of this style of round one, where it was like, you're going to get six questions or, or six questions, I think per team, and you're going to have to answer three of them by yourself and your partner's going to have to answer three of them by yourself. And you don't know what, you know, categories they're going to be. And right. so, um, like if you do, you can select a, or you can select B. And if you select B, maybe that's not the categories that you are really strong in, but the A ones were, and your opponent's going to be answering the A ones. I, I really like the way that it is now, how everyone gets the same question. I think that's more equitable. Mm -hmm. um, but back then it was like, oh no, <laughs> I got to answer these by myself. There's a lot of pressure. Um, I remember there was one question that was like, who plays, um, Drew Barrymore's, Drew Barrymore's, uh, brother in never been kissed. And I was like, to the last second, I was like, I see his face. It's, a, it's <laughs> that guy. I see his face. And finally I was able to squeak out David Arquette, but like, I was like, I'm going to miss it. This is, that's it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you definitely, yeah. you definitely were the OG of the entrances. It was you guys who started the whole entrance. Like Bibiani kind of picked up with that where you, uh, you where you were as well. But you guys were definitely between you and Bibiani. You guys have taken over that entrance idea. Nobody's ever really come close to that. Um, do you think that's a lost art now? Or should there be more still? I mean, do like. Um, I think that's just the evolution of the show, right? You know, it, it, it goes from pageantry to competition. So before it was like pageantry, these are our friends. We're getting together. We're having fun. But now it's like cutthroat competition. Like you are studying, you are doing this, you are doing that. Like, mm -hmm. and so there's not a lot of focus on that because you have more people that are more focused on it as a sport rather than as a show necessarily. Um, so that's kind of where I think the entrances kind of fall off, but we do still have those personalities. Like I always love seeing Josh Makuga come out. Like he doesn't necessarily have a planned entrance, but he always has something like a keg stand or he has where I'm like throwing dollar bills at him. You know, he has right, something right, that he does. Something energetic. And I wish that there were more. And now that you have the factions that all come out pretty much together, it would be nice if you had a little more like, I don't know, cohesiveness in there, but. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not the director of, of that. So maybe one day I will be and, be, and just tell people, hey, do this. <laughs> this is what you're going to do. Okay. Thanks. Is there a big entrance that you remember that is your favorite? Um, I think my fit of my own or of uh, other people's. Oh, all oh. time ever. Both. Yeah, both. Mm. Okay. Um, of my own, I liked Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, just because I got to utilize other people in that. I like 
all my entrances aside from the um the one that's Miss Congeniality, all of them didn't require any sort of cutscene or anything like that. It was just coming out of through the curtain, like and right. doing something that way. I didn't have to have special effects or anything like that. Um but the one that I also really appreciate, which is Bibiani, which is his Clue entrance, which was, it was fun to be a part of, but Clue is one of my favorite movies growing up. So I was like, oh yes, I'm, I know what you're going for and I'm in for this and <laughs> I can't wait for us to do this. Yeah. One that I'm sad that I missed out on, uh, which I have said previously on some other place is that I do wish that I had thought of doing like vote for Pedro dance. Like at some point that would have been fun. <laughs> Dressing as Napoleon dynamite and doing vote for Pedro. There's still time. <laughs> <laughs> I did do an entrance. There is a, um, there is an entrance that I did where it's for the exhibition match coming up for rom-coms. I put together my own cutscene, So oh, you'll yes, see I that. Do. Cause I was like, I don't know if anyone else is doing this on any of their exhibition matches. Cause since they're all, you know, over Streamyard, um, right. So I figured, Hey, maybe I can just send the editor, uh, send Eric this cutscene, and maybe he'll put that in as my intro. So, so, might see so that. we don't know yet. Hopefully he will though. Hopefully, if he doesn't do it, I will post it somewhere because you'll see it. So okay, okay, that's I've already shared it with like half the Schmodown because I was so proud of myself for what <laughs> I thought up. I was like, this is great, guys. Look, look, this is great. Janine <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, FCSN says you're so smart. Oh, thanks, Janine. You're yeah. so smart, Janine. <laughs> Janine has some great entrances that she's run by me as well. So I always Janine like to. Janine is one of the ones who definitely has picked up from that, from uh, you, where you laid down that, uh, that clarinet, so speak. Um, <laughs> exactly. And I do like that boomerang, Chris, of uh, me stabbing Ben and Drew. That is a good one. I like the one, yeah, they, they keep showing it. They keep going back, uh, like a slow motion when they do. They kind of reversed it a couple of times. I like that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ben and Drew. Took that pretty well. Uh, they did. They did. <laughs> Swanson in that movie is wonderful. I love that one. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I do hope that your cutscene does make an exhibition. I kind of hope maybe others will pick up on that because I mean you can only do so much on Streamyard anyway for a match. It's yeah. making a little bit more uh, a little more pizzazz, right? Right. I don't know if there's time. Like oh, once no. I sent it out to a few people, they were like, oh, should I do one for mine? <laughs> and I was like, well, you <laughs> never get it in there. <laughs> Poor Eric, I've given him much more work than he probably like needs. <laughs> uh, it's Robert Parker. So we've been on this quarantine, obviously, for a while now. Mm -hmm. uh, posting some things. How is homeschooling going? Well, <laughs> um, it is. There's good and there's bad. First of all, my two kids don't go to the same school. So that makes it a little difficult. So um, they didn't have the same spring break. So I didn't have any sort of, okay, we're not, we don't have any work this week, kids, no work. But no, it was one person was working, the other person was off, then the other person was off and the other person was working. And I was working the entire time. Plus I also have a job. So I am also working from home while right. I am homeschooling. Um, so my son's school does pretty good. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Frank. Who needs school? Um, who? My son's school is pretty good. 
they have it kind of down. I the, I'm only have one like thing that I wish they would do. And I wish they would do more Zoom meetings with the class to actually teach lessons. They send videos, which is fine. Um, and they do have a Zoom one time a week. And the amount of work is good for a first grader. And then, um, but my daughter, she's, she's a third grade age, but she goes to a, a school that has what's called cohorts. So they have four different cohorts. They go up to eighth grade and um, you're basically like grouped by kind of your age pretty much. So she's in cohort two with other kids. So I think she's the only third grader. The others are like in fourth grade and there's only like 32 kids in the whole school. So um, they are basically, they're trying to make it so that nothing changes except the teacher. And now that's me. So they have Zooms every day, but then they have work on top of that. And it's like 13 different subjects of which they want me to do projects and and uh, homework and work. And I just, I can't, I was like, I can't keep up with all this. Oh, and man. I told them like, I, you know, when we're going to have to cut out certain things, like I just can't do Latin with her. It's not going to work. Like I, I don't know Latin. <laughs> I'm not going to be <laughs> doing this. Learning Latin? I know. Like, oh. I'm going to have to just cut certain things out. It's just not going to work. And then, oh, um, and and they're fine with that. They said, you know, we're fine with that, but we just have hit a wall. We've started a new book and the interest in the book isn't there. And it's like a lot of crying every day, you know, and then, and then Waverly's crying too. So, you know, <laughs> it's like just everyone's crying. So oh, it's just oh, trying to get through, get through it. I'm just trying to make it through. There's about six weeks left I think for for my daughter and then my son I think he has seven weeks left so following on through ours are still not canceled for oh. the year yet but they basically are we just don't know it yet Beeps, they just keep pushing the date back my watch rip the band-aid right off and just let us know well yeah see their schools have already said we are not returning this this school year um and hopefully yeah. we'll return in the fall Hey, video Drew. Um, so I'm really hopeful that that they do return in the fall and that all is well. But I don't I don't quite know. I don't quite know. But I also know my job like my. So I'm a I'm basically what's called a. Um, a homeschool. Well, my title is homeschool teacher, but I don't teach homeschool to the kids that I have. And like not just my kids, but the actual clients that I have. Um, but basically like if you homeschool, you have to check in with the state, um, to make sure you're meeting these parameters. And I'm the person that's like the person you check in with to be like, I'm like a manager of homeschool kids. Nice. So our school will be done in about seven weeks too. So I'm looking forward to like the end of the year being a lot smoother. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. You're getting a break. Uh, it would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Brian, I I want to ask you a quick question about um, a movie therapy. How did that idea kind of come to you, and what made you decide to like to do that the way that you did? It? I loved movie therapy when you did it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was really interesting to kind of deep dive with other people like that. So, are you interested yeah. in doing anything like that again? Um, so film therapy is something that I always, it's like, I hold on to it as to like, 
maybe one day, maybe one day I could do that again. Um, if I did, I would not want to be doing it out of my home anymore. Like I would want to, um, I would want somewhere else to produce it, whether that's me hosting it or whether that I sell that and then it's someone else hosting it. I'm not quite sure exactly if that's, if I need to be the one that's hosting, but, um, but I do know that like I would want it produced better than what I am able to do. Um, so that's one thing I came up with it. So I, in 2017, I want to say 2017, I started taking hosting classes, um, learning how to be on camera and host shows. And, you know, my goal was to be on shows like Collider Movie Talk or things like that. Like, how how can I get in that door? And I've been podcasting since 2007 with um, the Film Vault. And I was like, well, I have all this experience with film um, and with the Film Vault, which is, I want to say that show is still going and they've been going since 2003. So it's been a long time. Um, but I wanted to take it to the next level. So I took hosting classes through a hosting coach in Los Angeles, who also is a hosting agent as well. And I did that for about a year and a half. And when I first went in, in order to take classes, first of all, you have to be invited to take classes. You don't just sign up for classes. So oh. you go to what's called a hosting boot camp. So I went to the hosting boot camp. And from there, after that boot camp, the director will call you and will say, here's my recommendation for you. And that recommendation will either be, I think you'd be really great in my beginner class. I think you'd be great in my intermediate class, or I think you'd be great in my advanced class, or I think maybe you need to not do hosting. So, so then from there, you know, it, when you're invited to take class, you have to pay for those classes. It's not like, it's not just like, oh, come and take these classes from me for free. You know, that's not how that works. So I did the boot camp, and, um, and during that, it was like, she wants you to create your, if you don't know what your brand is, she's going to help you create your brand. Now I already came in knowing what my brand was, but she was helping to fine tune it. And she said, here's what I need to know. And she said, I need to know without looking at you, like, what do we not, what do we not know about you? What's something that we don't know about you? And I was like, well, I have depression, like, you know, so many millions of people in this world. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay, so how do we mix that with film? And I was like, uh, you know, and then that's when I came up with film therapy. Cause I was like, well, why don't we talk about movies in a therapeutic way? You know, how do we use movies to help us cope with depression sort of thing? So that's kind of how that came about through that boot camp. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, um, and then I was invited to join her advanced class. And I think the reason was, is mainly because I had already had hosting experience rather than a lot of people who are coming in don't have anything that they're just like, Oh, I like, yeah, I want to be on camera. I want to do something and they're, you know, mm-hmm. so you can see kind of the different levels when you're in the hosting boot camp. But then after that, once you get into the classes, you're like in it with like, the professionals and that's when it gets great like it's kind of scary yeah. although in my boot camp was um this girl went up and she said her name is jordan ladd 
And as soon as she said her name, I was like, what? <laughs> Jordan Ladd is here? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then like at break, I was like, hey, I love you in Cabin Fever. And she was like, oh my gosh, you know that I'm in Cabin <laughs> Fever. I was like, yeah, girl. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you guys are very favorite of ours. Yes. Like, the Andrew Guy episode was my favorite. I thought if I ever were to like my movie therapy uh movie would be What Dreams May Come. That would be mm. that oh, man, man, that movie got me through a lot. Yeah. I, I never movie. saw What Dreams May Come, but I do oh. know about it. Well, we definitely should watch that one. That's yes. One of my okay. Am I gonna cry? Do I need yes. to cry? Gonna cry. I, I cry every single time. There's a um I cry. <laughs> I'm a big sucker for um daughter dad moments in movies. Okay. Mm -hmm. so there's one particular moment that happens where just every single time I watch that movie in that particular part I'm bawling and the husband and yeah. wife moment too as well and the, that entire movie like it's a whole family movie of love that like I'm gonna put on as soon as we're done here so I can just cry <laughs> it out man well love sometimes that you movie. watch a movie or listen to an album where it's or whatever you're whatever you're kind of into and you're like you know what I need to get through these emotions I need to cry a massive quantity of tears to get out of my system like sometimes you just need a good cry or sometimes you just sure. listen yeah. to that one rock album or metal metal album where you're like you know what i just need a solid scream <laughs> just to get out of my system yeah. so you kind of go and once you listen to it or watch it or whatever it is it's out of your system and you're like i feel a million times better it does have that mm -hmm. kind of effect it really does thankfully yeah. okay now speaking of andrew guy there is a question I've been I've I've kind of intimated to you when we met in real life. Um, I brought up the fact that your time on Action Movie Anatomy, when you did Cliffhanger, is one of my favorite Action yeah. Movie Anatomies of all time because yes. you broke <laughs> Ben Bateman, completely broke Ben Bateman to the point where he's throwing his headphones. Um, yes. You would say, and you mentioned okay. that you thought that John Lithgow mm -hmm. could play uh, the role of Owen Davian as well as Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. That's almost broken. You furthered your sins against Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy by saying you thought that you, he, you could that John Lithgow could play the role of Hans Gruber as well as Adam. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I'm going to give you a chance here to redeem it yourself in your eyes. <laughs> oh my God! No, no, no there's no redeeming. I yeah. fully believe this. Now you have <laughs> no, to understand. I, I I'm not saying, you. and I said this on the show. I'm not saying he could do it better than they could. I'm saying he could do just as good of a job as they could, and All there's right. a very big difference. Okay, about there's one more that Andrew got brought up that you didn't mention whether or not you thought mm -hmm. this. So I'm going to give you an option. It's on brand for me as well. Ed Harris in The Rock, General Hummel. Do you think John Lithgow could do that role as well as Ed Harris? Um, no. And here's why. Okay. Uh, that's, the that's Rock. Really right oh, wait. Do I need to give you a reason or I just yes. say no? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, please continue. Yes, um, please. The reason is um, I am not really a The Rock fan. Um, so I don't really. I mean, it's good. It was a good film. I enjoyed it. I had fun. That's it. Like I couldn't, rem mm -hmm. I don't remember anything except for him rolling on the ground in between the fire. <laughs> That's it. That's all I remember. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. Fair enough. As long as you say that, okay. I'll, whatever the reason oh. is. So they will, uh, they will, they will let you back on the show now. They say. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, during our quarantine time also, you have done something else. You have picked up the guitar. Speaking of music. Have. How is that going? It's going good. Um, I I have it here. Um, 
I picked it up before the quarantine. Nice. So it's been two months. Almost exactly two months. So you're almost ready to jam with David B? Yeah. <laughs> and Bateman. We're, so, we're waiting exactly for that entrance to happen. We'll Just waiting. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. I can't 100%. Really there we go. I was like... I was like, so I'm working on the blues right now. I ha oh. I don't like, I don't watch YouTube videos. I don't, um, I don't do apps or whatever. I have an actual teacher. Oh, great. So I've actually like, I don't know how I'm progressing in terms of like compared to other people that just pick up the guitar. Like, is this how your progress should be in two months or is it, um, Am I behind? Like, I don't know why I I'm concerned with where my progress is, but for some reason I am. But I can play you guys a little something. Definitely. Let's see. We'll see. It's going to sound bad now that I have it right here. And it's like, for sure. <laughs> Jam, man, come on! Now. <laughs> he gives you a thumbs up. It looks like so. That's amazing. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, it's, it's, David B. Where am I? Am I like advanced for a person that's like two months in? I have no idea, but yeah. Oh, for two months in, that's great. That's that, great. I mean, at least for me, someone who has always wanted to do something like that, man, that's mm -hmm. awesome. It I'm really helps really to like have like a teacher. Like that's what's the most important thing. Like my yeah. teacher is really good and he gives me things that I'm like, I can't do that. Like I look at him, I'm like, no, I'm not going to be doing that. And he's like, you're going to be doing that next Sunday. And I was like, no. And then no. I do it next Sunday. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. I guess I can do it. <laughs> nice. Salud, Alex. <laughs> but the, oh, sorry, Brian, sorry. that's awesome. That's super cool. I feel like that's a, a teaching, having someone there with you to, to yeah. go through that is a lot more helpful than just watching a YouTube I should have yeah. done that myself. I picked up the guitar a long time ago, and I'm still probably at the same level because I never really took lessons. <laughs> I just got to play. Brian, do you know Paul's history with music? No, Paul was in a band with oh, James wait, Vanderbilt. I <laughs> right? Yeah, I did. Yes. Wait, on Dancing with the Stars with um, what's his name? James, James Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yes, yes. Dawson. Okay, so. Yes, I do remember this. I did yes. get that. Yeah, my picture was on Dancing with the Stars for about thirty seconds. So, congratulations. Was Thank that you. an acapella group? It was. We were at my college acapella group. We went to. Like, to college together at Drew University and we recorded an album together. We got on tour a few of course, times. Of um, course. And actually one thing I do have, which I have not let loose, I don't think, is I do have a drunken karaoke recording of the two of us singing Only the Good Die Young by Billy Joel. Oh, and <laughs> a crazy little thing called Love by Queen. Uh, and it's yeah. really interesting because we we're both really, really in a great fun place. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Hammered. As you all are in college. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Getting in what we do best, pretty much. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I love music that way. I've done a lot with them. So I'm pretty um, jealous that you were able to be in a group like that and have that kind of support. 
when I was uh, in eighth grade, I was, uh, you know, like when uh, you're signing off for classes, like on on your one of your last few days of school and be like, hey, teacher, science teacher, can you sign my slip saying I can participate in an advanced science class, that kind of thing. Um, I did that for band and my teacher sat me down and was like, is this something you want to do? <laughs> you've been playing for like seven years now and i don't know if the playing because i was in band and i played the flute and he was like i don't know his name was mr han but i don't know if playing an instrument is like your thing my honey oh. Oh. <laughs> so, i haven't picked up the flute since because he was pretty much telling me yeah, you should never play again. Please okay. don't. Please don't. don't because our, our at the time our high school band was very very competitive. They come they competed like nationally. They always were ranked on some ridiculous level, and they were like, yeah. When I was in elementary school, fifth grade, going into middle school, they were getting everyone ready for orchestra class, right? Because they have that option in middle school, at least where I am. So they did this weird thing where they, like, they measure out your fingers, and I was not allowed to go into orchestra because my hands are too small. So I couldn't play the piano, and I couldn't play the violin, and I couldn't play the guitar. So I was not allowed in orchestra class, basically, because my hands were too small, so. See, oh man, the my cello sounds really like such a great And when I like met with Nate, my teacher, I was like, are my hands too small to play this instrument? And like, he's like, well, we'll figure that out after we have our lesson. Oh. He's like, you're fine. <laughs> I was okay, like, okay. So. Oh, that's good to know. Thank I've always goodness. wanted to pick up the ukulele, but I I, I believe that your oh, hands are, are you small. You should so. be able to do that for yeah, sure. I did for the violin as well, um, but my hands were big enough, so. I also tried the flute and uh, like Roxy, I was like, it wasn't that they anyone kicked me out. I was like, I just, no, this isn't no. working. I couldn't figure out how to blow into the flute properly. I was like, this just, no, it's not going to work. No. I literally there we go. David, David, David. You. There we go. I, I literally learned uh, to play the flute because I was like, <laughs> my mom, she's like, okay. Cause I originally wanted to play the trumpet or the saxophone or something. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, those are the cool instruments, you know, the jazz instruments. Yeah. Everyone wanted to be like, like you can, you're going to play the cheapest instrument here. <laughs> the flute. <laughs> yeah. It's $150. You're playing the flute. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Brianna, are, are any of your kids interested in music now that you've picked up the, the guitar or any of your kids picking it up also trying to do anything like that? Well, so originally I had said to my kids, like, I would like to take guitar lessons. Would either of you also like to learn with me? And both of them said no. So oh. then when I came home with a guitar, they're like, wait, I want to learn. I was like, you already said no. So we yeah. can revisit this in a year. And they're like, okay. Ooh. <laughs> yes. There you go. Boom. Listen yeah. I like that parenting. Yeah. Too. Mom's going to turn like, a in a year, maybe I can teach them a few things myself. Mm -hmm. And then they can get more lessons later, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to pay for lessons if you already know how to play. <laughs> That's right. Gotta, I'll teach them some basics. But, yeah. <laughs> So another thing I wanted to ask is uh, you're pretty much the savior of the schmodown, and some people mm -hmm. don't understand that uh, oh, because okay. um, as someone who understands, as someone I can bond with you over this, Patreon, mm -hmm. you Patreon. are the one who brought up Patreon to Christian and started that whole thing, pretty much getting the schmodown where it is. Can you talk about how uh, that came up and how you paved the way? 
Um, what's interesting is, so either the first or second match that I played, so either against the Wangers or against Team Trek, um, I saw some people come into the studio and I said, oh, are these, is this like a Patreon tier that they're coming to watch? And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. Well, we can discuss this later. So then when I knew that, you know, things were happening with, with um, Collider, like, and he was trying to figure out how to how to work on its own, on its own legs. I was just like, well, I really think that you could do really well with Patreon. You know, I've seen it with um, kind of funny is the model that I use because um, I'm I really like kind of funny. I like Nick Scarpino and Greg Miller mm -hmm. and Tim Gettys over there and Andy and and uh, Joey, everyone over at that production, like they really know what they're doing. And. I watched how they were able to go from IGN. These gentlemen were all at IGN and they were like, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to do our own thing and we're going to make it crowdfunded. And just the way that they were able to, to transition from having, you know, six figure jobs to going fully funded on Patreon and how they were able to build their audience and foster their community. And, you know, their community is everything for them. So I was just like, I know that we can have that here we just have to get it started. And so I just met with him at the end of at the end of the season. Um, so that must have been 2017 at the end of 2017 um, to be like, I feel like you're you really are missing out on on something that could be really good for this show. And and he was like, OK, well, how about I think when I came to him, I I already had projections of numbers like I did all the math. Um, Actually, my husband did all the math. <laughs> and so then he helped me with that. He was like, here's how you can do it. And we'll plug this in and plug that in. <laughs> and I like had all these sample tiers of what we could, what we could potentially offer to start this Patreon. And like then had the math of here is the low level of what is probably the minimum that you'll get. And here's the high level as to what you could get if we offered this right now. And so when we first launched it, we were like right in the middle, like mm. in the center of like what the projections were. And then towards the end of that year, we were up at the high end, even passing the high end. Um, so that was really great. Um, but yeah, it was it. I mean, at that meeting, he was just like, all right, well, let me know, you know, how you want to run it. And I was like, oh, I wasn't really <laughs> like I wasn't, hold on, hold on, wasn't necessarily on. giving myself a job. But if you're going to give me a job, we can discuss that. You know, like I was right. kind of like, Here, here's here's for you. <laughs> but all right, I'll I'll think about it. You know, I'll consider that. And then that's how that worked out. Well, that we are very grateful because we know how important the Patreon is to the Schmodown and yeah, SCN Live as well. Absolutely, so, uh -huh. it is all thanks to Brianna. So, <laughs> so take it, take ownership of that, and make sure everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, another thing we, I wanted to mention is that you were definitely the first, one of the one of the first and uh, most important female presences in the league. Uh, can you discuss how that developed as far as like you know beginning and how? I know the Shire Worlds took up that banner as well and became much more important. But uh, how, how was that in the beginning versus how it is today? Uh, hmm. um, well, I think it depends on your definition of the beginning. Because if you consider the beginning, like season three, when it like went to a full year production, right. yeah. um, then 
then we can say like, well, at that time, all it was was Clark Wolf against all these other guys. Right. That was it. And so yeah. when you brought in Stacy and I, it was like, okay, well, now we have some more women to work with. Um, I think that Gray Drake was probably still around. Gray, Gray Drake has been around since season one. People don't even realize that. She competed in season one. Yeah. It was a team in season two and, you know, has continued whenever she's, she's asked to be there. She's going to so, get in a match here pretty soon at some point. Inevitably. I hope so. She's great. She, she was drafted. I can't remember which faction, but so it is inevitable. So just, I mean, she is an underrated competitor in this league, underrated, you know, personality in this league. Like you don't see her a lot of times on the show, but she is just, um, you know, she's just stuck around and I enjoy her presence. So it's nice to see that there are more and more women getting opportunities every year Mm -hmm. to be a part of this. Um, And I hope that continues to grow. I'm sure it will continue to grow. Um, But yes, it was, it's hard to be, it's hard to be one of the one of these uh, women that kind of started it because like, I felt like I was always at odds with Christian, like, ah, oh, we need more women, ah, you know, like, <laughs> and I really only wanted to play against other women. Um, and the, my reasoning behind that was, I feel like what they put on the wheel and what I would put on the wheel would be very similar. Mm-hmm. So we'd have probably similar oh, questions okay. being asked to us of movies that uh, might be in our wheelhouse. Um, so that was always my, like, this is why I only want to go against women. He's like, you're going to have to go against a man someday. I'm like, ah, for the first few years. What's that? (laughs) Oh, uh, George C. Scott. Uh, he was nominated for a bunch of movies, Oscars, like in the sixties and seventies or something. Um, but he actually protested the Oscars where he was like, the Oscars are stupid. I don't think he, had, he ended up winning like one or two of them, but he's like, it's stupid. There's no reason. I would only want to go up against other actors vying for the same role or a very similar role. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you can't really compare the movie The Lobster to Pulp Fiction if they yes. came out the same yeah. year. They're completely different genres, different styles, characters, plots, and everything. Why, so why would you compare yeah. them to the same category? Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah. If it was like the Olympics, like gymnastics, how they have that compulsory round where they like all yeah. do the same routine. It's like, mm-hmm. everyone's going to do the same. Everyone this exactly. year, we're all going to do who's afraid of Virginia Wolf. Okay. And then we're going to go from there and decide who the best actor is. <laughs> so, I like that. That's monologue. <laughs> Paul. I do. I like that. Only people that played this role in this movie are allowed to be in this category. <laughs> Who was the best Virginia Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Um, let's see. So we had the exhibition match coming up. You mentioned that a little bit. And then you the romp. It was taped today, correct? It was taped today. Sweet, Woo! sweet. So you'll see these we... extensions in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just like casual hangout extensions. Uh-oh. I love them. I feel like that's a that's a Miss Movie staple. Like I can't I gotta see my Brianna with her with her little that's right. That's color my gimmick. In there. That's I like love when it. I became a heel, I was like, I gotta do some sort of gimmick. And so added the extensions because I was like, wrestlers use extensions. I should use extensions. <laughs> yeah, girl. I love Wait, it. Wait, you are a yeah. heel? 
What? <laughs> Alex doesn't know what a heel is. I uh, uh, know we, what a heel is. See, no, we've had this conversation before, and <laughs> I would like to think of Miss Movies as as the perfect heel. Well, she was the first yeah. female heel, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm trying, right? There's I, no one else before. I mean, Clark, Clark was always obviously a, a, a face. Yeah. Well, right? you just to explain a little bit though that ran like like I said, I was not exaggerating when I said you were like the first female competitor. At, that I saw on TV. <laughs> um, well, because I would watch YouTube videos on TV. Anyway, but it, where you were like one of the first people, because I didn't grow up with WWE or anything, so I didn't understand what a heel was or what a face was. So I didn't really understand what the what that meant until John Roca and you. Hmm. And so, but once I saw you doing your thing, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> Before yes. that, it was short-lived. It was short-lived. I, but... I, I can't remember what specific entrance it was, but between the pudding, the put-in, <laughs> or the Kill Bill one, it, you were like uh, one of the ones uh, that I was like, okay, this is a, this is definitely, this is you, but it's not you at the same time. It's right. a facade. But before that, I literally thought it was you're being yourselves and there was no acting involved. <laughs> but literally, until, until you guys, though, it was a very new learning curve. <laughs> All right. I, I just want to, I'm going to point this out really quickly. I'm so sorry. Uh, but Brian, Janine put this up there. And I have to say, uh, Fade Into You by Maisie Star. Is that the song? Oh, oh yeah, Mazzy Star. Yes, song. yeah, I love that song. Oh That's hilarious, Angus. I remember that film. <laughs> I do. I do remember that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Six degrees of her nonsense. It's not nonsense, Janine. It's beautiful. I love it. Perfect. I could laugh at that all day. So, okay. Why don't we? Uh, it's time, I think, for this or that. It's usually about that time, right? About forty minutes. Yeah. If you haven't seen the show before, I'm going to give Brian two choices. Some have been tailor made for her. Some are. Questions we ask every week, and she'll either just go on as long as she wants. She can ask for clarification. She can make up her own clarification. It's all up to her. So first question we always ask, Rianne, and we'll never stop asking. And there is only one right answer. Oh, I There's already There's only know. one right answer. One Team answer. Guy. Okay. Oh, <laughs> let's ask the question. We love you, and that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. Team Guy is the winner again. <laughs> I think one of these days I do have to come up with that. I, I threatened to do that before to kind of like – tally up all the answers and have some kind of graphic team guys the only guy that returns my texts so i'm just joking i mean it's true but i mean if it's true it's true it's true it's true i will lay down some tea i think actually both sometimes have problems and sometimes one is good better than the other i will say that though yeah If you're watching Avenger, uh, you know what's going on. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about this? Six degrees or take the cannoli? Oh. Oh man! Uh, I know, right? I'm gonna go six Hi. degrees. I was with it. I was with Stacy as for a show, and I was with her much longer. I would have loved to play more with Drew, um, but yeah, six degrees. Uh, if I were to. I mean, there's only a few people that I would actually team up with again to compete again, and that would be those two. So, yeah. Fair enough. Nice. Fair enough. Yeah. So if Guy came forward and asked you, you'd be like, I, Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Fair. I, I just can't do it anymore. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
the free for all, which you are the, the one of the champions of, uh, or the spectacular kind of event. Oh well, okay. Um, it really depends because um, is this in studio or is this live? Because I prefer in studio. So if both of them are in studio. Then I'll go with spectacular. And the reason is because uh, people usually generally hang around a lot longer um, and they're there, you know, of their own free will. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> there's no, no one else is like there to perform. Um, so there's more people that are relaxed. And it's like, even though free for all is, you know, everyone's like, well, only one person's going to take it. So it's kind of, it's, you know, a little more relaxed. You're still there. You still have to be on. You still have to perform. So with spectacular, a lot of people will just come to see, you know, hey, who's going to take it this year? And and let's see how this shakes out. And then we all are just kind of hanging out together. So fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. OK, uh, let's see. How about since you're wearing the shirt specifically, mm, yes. Kill Bill Volume 1 or Kill Bill Volume 2? OK, <laughs> I've always enjoyed Kill Bill Volume 2 better. However, um when I originally saw them, I was like, oh, Kill Bill Volume 2. And then recently I was asked to be on the show to talk about uh, Kill Bill. Um, it was the 500, 500 greatest films. Oh, Hector, Hector Navarro. Navarro. Oh, my God. Yeah, Hector Navarro's oh, podcast yeah. um, about the 500 greatest films. I feel like I have heard that episode. That's already out, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was on that. We talked about Kill Bill Volume 2. And... Um, I said, you know, I ended up watching Kill Bill Volume 1 before before I came on. And I haven't watched it since it came out in theaters because I just didn't like it as much. And I was like, I think that I like it a lot more now than I like than I when I saw it in theaters. And I will still probably say volume two because of the fact that it's more narrative and I like that. Um, and it has that scene where she's like buried underground and that terrifies me and i was oh my like God. i feel like you know it's uh, all the things that are frightening in my life have just come yeah. to the screen right now so i feel Absolutely. like i just oh i appreciate that but um <laughs> but yeah i like one way better than i did when i first saw it so i'm glad i gave it another chance and just didn't you know write it off okay good did it hit you in a new way at all like did you did you kind of take in something a little bit different about it after, after? I don't know. I don't know if it was a fact that I was older um, or also I'm really seeing the connection between the potential Kill Bill Volume 3 with the daughter mm. coming back for revenge, um, which I would love to see. Um, Nikita or Nikita? What's what? Is it Nikia or Nikita? Nikia. The daughter? Yeah. Because yeah, I know she like steps is like Nikia. Or I've, at first, I for a long time I thought it was the, she pronounced it as Nikita, oh. but it's Kia. It's, yeah, I mean, like it's I know hard. people with both names. So I, I, how I feel about Volume One and Volume Two is after watching Volume Two and you go back and watch Volume One, you kind of see things a little bit differently and get a little bit more of the bride's background with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that's what made me appreciate one a little bit more after seeing two. So. Top right. 10 training montages of all time. Just yeah. yeah. See, Ooh. I love him and I love the anime section. So it's. <gasps> oh. Mm. I actually love watching both back to back. 
So I like the first one has the more action, yep. like the better action sequences overall, but the second mm-hmm. one got much more of the story, the emotional yeah. heartfelt. Content. I think the first one has too many instances of, ooh, I, I'm very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that makes me very uncomfortable, this hospital scene. I don't yeah. really like it. I know. Uh, yeah. My name is Buck, and I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm <laughs> <laughs> about to be smashed. <laughs> I saw like that door scene. I was like, "You fuck yes, keep going." Okay. <laughs> you get it. it. <laughs> Go, keep going. Well, yep, you're good. Just running again. Yeah. Since we're on it, and you have the shirt on again, what what is your favorite Tarantino movie? Uh, okay. I've I feel like I've gone through this with uh, Ben and Drew on their show on Action Movie Anatomy. We did um, Django Unchained, which is not my favorite one. It's got to right. be Kill Bill Volume Two. It is like, Bill. yeah, nice. Um, nice. But I really love, and I was surprised it wasn't on Ben's list. And I think because he hadn't seen it, and I wonder if he's seen it since um, The Hateful Eight. I really like The Hateful Eight, and mm. I just feel like it's just really? this. Because it's all because of the fact that it's the limited room, like we're all in this one room this whole time trying to figure it out. The only the only problem I have with the Hateful Eight, which I was immediately attuned to in the theater, I was like, they there's a reveal that happens, and I was like, I was waiting for this to happen because I saw the name on screen at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, where's that person? Where are they? Why haven't? Where are they? Why haven't they showed up yet? Like, so I was waiting this whole time for this right. person to come, and I was like, oh, Fair I think it would have been nice if you didn't have that name on there. But okay, <laughs> also showed up to Channing Tatum's uh, like lip sync battle. Just saying. <laughs> when Who he showed up? Beyonce, uh, Channing Tatum, when him and his wife, ex-wife at the time, they did a mm-hmm. lip sync yes. battle. Um, Tarantino, he was like in the stands and uh, he made him like serenaded. Amazing. I had the chance to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at the Cinerama Dome with with Scott Mance interviewing Quentin Tarantino, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. And um, I was like, who else is in that movie that he interviewed? (laughs) Someone. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. It was amazing. Sweet. I didn't even know Leonardo DiCaprio was going to be there. So I was like, <gasps> when they announced his name, I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I was with all the collider people. So I got to sit like close by where like they walk by and I was like, ah. <laughs> it's very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, in case you were still wondering, Ben has seen it and did not like it at all. Was very mm. unhappy with it. Actually, oh, wow. it took him several times to finish it. He couldn't actually finish it. He had to stop it. He kept falling asleep or something, didn't he? He's I, got, I, I don't know. I feel like yeah. Hateful is one of the. I I would love to see Quentin Tarantino direct a play, and I feel like Hatefully is like a prime example of yes. uh, a movie that can be done in a in a theater f- format. Mm-hmm. I, the play it's, setting, yes. It's so, I don't want to say it's so reliant on the scripts because it's obviously it's more than that. But I mean, it's such a solid script and it's so cool. You know, I feel like you can, you don't need all the fancy stuff going around it. If you just like have a bunch of guys in a room just chatting with that script, I pay stupid money to, to go see that show. <laughs> stupid money. <laughs> go do a show. <laughs> Tarantino, come on. All right. What else we got here? Going back to the game here. We got face or heel. Like for me to be or 
whatever you want to do. There's certain yeah. things that are easier about each, right? Like right. Um, it's easier to be a heel because it's easy to just say off the top of your head what's bothering you, right? <laughs> it's just easy. <laughs> it's easy to not have a filter. I'll just say that. Now, when I was in hosting class, that was like a big thing. Like you were, she would tell you every time, do not have a filter. Say exactly what you are thinking. Like people don't want people that are unauthentic. So the only way to be authentic is to say what you are thinking at the time that you have something to say. Um, do not, do not put that filter on. So for a long time, I was able to do that. And that, and being a hill, it makes it really easy to not filter. Um, <laughs> but on the flip side of that is the audience and them not liking you. That's hard. Um, face is harder when you're it's harder to be a face because you're always supposed to be like, Oh yeah, screen. <laughs> okay. I lost. All right. Yay. See you <laughs> next time. You know, like it's kind right. of hard to be that like, Oh, well, I'll get them next time. Yeah. You know, you're, you're people feel oh, sad when they lose or angry when they lose. Like you feel like you have to keep that happy face no matter what. Um, but the flip side to that is you generally the audience is like, yay, you're so great. Huh? <laughs> um, so tweener is my answer. A lot of people go that, a lot of people uh, end up doing that at some point either way anyway. So I like that. That's a good answer. answer to sure. Have. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Do you think you should be a heel nowadays? Like obviously being a face and a um, heel. Okay. So there's tremendously in the past few years and there's like, do you think you could, oh uh, if uh, you're in, you're com actively competing, do you think you, if presented with the opportunity to be an active face or a heel, do you think you would still be a heel today? Um, no, I think face is, like I said, it can be a bit harder, but it's, uh, I feel like it's just more my personality, but also, um, I do say something on the desk coming up that I was like, I wonder how people are going to take that. Cause someone was like, Oh, you really went heel there. I was like, Oh really? I don't know. I, did I? <laughs> it's just I a, those natural hosting. Say whatever you feel and yeah. coming out. That's exactly what it is. Cause yes. when I'm, when I'm on the desk, I am saying, I am not filtering what I am saying. So. Which is why and you were actually one of my, Brianne I want. So yes. <laughs> one of my favorite, you are one of my favorite people on the desk. So I hope we get Absolutely. to see more of you on the desk and whatever we oh, can thanks. do to make that happen. We will uh, do, do so. so. That filter sometimes goes to interesting places though. <laughs> I was like, you know, Mark's asking me for a comment and I'm like, oranges are really great this time of year. I don't know, Mark, like <laughs> I really enjoy them and I haven't before. I think <laughs> like, something random, something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, like that. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, we got definitely a, a call to action one poutine or loaded fries. Okay. You have to define loaded. I know poutine, but I don't exactly know the definition of loaded fries. Loaded fries. Um, Pretty much poutine without the gravy. It's pretty much just a no, not necessarily. Curd. Here's not, all right. No, all right. Go ahead, go ahead. So loaded fries. Loaded fries usually are gonna have maybe some chili, some cheese on them. Maybe okay. depending on where you get it, a couple of onions, maybe some green green onions, some stuff pico. like that. Uh, Alex has a much better description of loaded fries than I do. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I mean, it's honest to God, all on of that. I think it's like loaded fries, almost like con asada. Like mm -hmm. nachos. Yeah. Like basically, nachos, but with fries. With fries. Oh, yeah, with okay, that. then I'll go with the loaded fries. Like, I really do love poutine, though. Like, as I do. So You know what? I mean, like, having a really good cheese curd. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Some good, <laughs> some some good gravy with some good stock and like some really good crispy fries that almost get a little bit soggy from the gravy and some decent cheese curds. I'm a poutine. The poutine is yes. my answer. So. But just to clarify, loaded yeah. fries for Brienne. It's a lot easier to make. It's it, it's so difficult to make loaded fries bad. Like you would have to come up with some really awful loaded fries in order to make it bad. No matter what, I'm going to enjoy your loaded fries. But when it comes to poutine, I've had so many bad poutines where I'm like, this is bland. The the curds aren't really great. The fries aren't good. The gravy is bland. I'm, I've had 95% of the time when I order poutine, it's not that great. Brienne, so, this is a this is a this is why this is the, the question. returning question on mm-hmm. chill because sense. this is yeah. the debate that happens. I don't like my size soggy, so give me loaded fries anytime. Whatever. Loaded fries are still gonna get your fries soggy anyway. So. Not comparatively, not comparatively. Or anyway. <laughs> see, 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 we can't do this anymore. Sorry. Because it does get side. We'll do it. I'm so sorry, Brienne. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's got a couple left. Uh, Heather's or Jawbreaker? That's one. Oh dear. Um, you know I'll go Heather's just because it's it paved the way for Jawbreaker. For sure. That's a good point. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, Paul has never seen Jawbreakers. I have. Oh, not real it. good. You gotta see that. Yeah. Well, I've seen Heather's quite a bit because my daughter got obsessed with it for a while. Um, now she can get obsessed with Jawbreaker. That's true. She could. We'll find out, I guess. Marilyn Manson's in it. You gotta check that out. <laughs> yeah. After the conversation we had about jawbreakers earlier, I'm not sure if Paul's gonna want to let his daughter watch. Something <laughs> about learning certain skills, and I was not gonna. I don't know. If that's good quite yet. High school black comedies. Uh, there you go. Uh, now, one of my favorite. This is what the last one we'll do. Is one of my favorite things about uh, your career was your interaction, of course, with Mike Kalinowski, both good and bad. Uh, now you got to see this up close. Do you prefer Mike as the killer or Mike as KO? Um, my goodness. Um, I don't know. I liked him as the killer because I feel like that's more who he is. Uh, he's, that's who yeah, he is. Yeah, me so. too. <laughs> yeah. Right. I everybody yeah. wanted him to go heal for a long time. The truth is he just can't quite. I mean, he, he does a good job, but he, but he always defaults back to the. He wants the audience to love him, so yeah. that's what's. I mean, who who doesn't? So that's why it's hard. Yeah, that. yeah. Some that's why I want Mikey it, Pace. Give me I mean, Mikey Andrew Guy loved the fact that he gets hated. He loved it, but then, but some people can't do that. And I understand that too. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. Um, but there you go. That's a good point. Thanks, thanks, Chris. Well, that will end <laughs> this week's this or that. Thank you, Brianne, for. Subjecting yourself to these questions and so on and so now we will start to ask for chat questions. That's right, chat. You know what time it is. Uh, Make sure that you get your questions in. If you asked anything earlier inside of the show, make sure that you bring them back. PLD does live for the hate. PLD (laughs) is not a thing. Don't vamp them up that way. Uh, Get your questions in. If you asked them earlier, make sure you bring them back so our sweet, sweet producer, Kelsey, can make sure that she gets those questions in there. For us to ask Miss Movies, this is your chance, y'all. Make sure that you get those in there while we wait for those questions really quickly. We are going to plug what's going on this week on the Call to Action Network. Um, uh, Paul, what's up? Well, we'll let Alex go first because her show is next. Well, Alex? Alex, what's up? 
<laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I mean, like there's a million and one things I would love to talk to you about. Okay. Um, honestly, I gotta know when it comes to like putting together an entrance, like no, Alex, 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 talk about you plugging your stuff. Like, plug, plug, plug you gotta, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is we I'm love like, an we love an Alex here, by the way. Sorry. It's the claw, just blame the claw. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> your <laughs> eyes are almost as low as mine, so it's all good. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, so I host Schmobates and everything every single week on Wednesdays at 9 30 Central. Uh 9 30 Central, meaning I don't I can't remember what that is. Pacific. That's 7 30 Pacific, 10 30 Eastern. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one. I'm trying to get used to saying like Eastern versus like Pacific, but I keep going back to Central and I'm like, no, no Central, uh, always stick yeah. to Central. We've I'm already like, established yeah. this as a rule. Always stick I, to Central. <laughs> well, so many people are on East Coast. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Pacific um, and I Central only. Well, there on, uh, I do that every single Wednesday. And on that's actually the coming Wednesday. I am actually hosting Schmobates with the action guys, Ben Bateman, as well as Andrew Guys. So that's going to be all that bag of chips. It's going to be so much fun. And um, next week, I have been told that there was um, a big challenge, a big challenge that was issued. Uh-oh. And they want a little confrontation. Uh -oh. So they argue out on camera. So I'm excited to see how that's going to turn out. Uh -huh. But you can follow me on Twitter at, at real, sorry, this one, at real Alex Mack. They are on Twitter. Yeah. That one. And I will plug our show next week. Our next week's guest on Show to Action is the one and only Bobby Gucci, Tom Dagnino. Yes. Shirts, uh, we don't know if shirts are going to be optional We or don't not. require shirts. Yeah. We That's, can't control them. I don't I'm know. After the last interview we did, where he's like, you know, what, I don't know, that Burt's Reynolds picture thing he yes. did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to find out. So. <laughs> Shirts are required on my end, at least. So. <laughs> That'd be a totally different kind of show if they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> so. yep. yep. This is not a private account. So. Okay. So, Kelsey, if you want to start throwing up any questions that are from the chat, we can go from there. Star Drew, Miss Movie, what is 90s Disney movie? Is I love favorite? that question. Oh, 90s Disney movie. Um, I would go with Aladdin on that one. I do love Aladdin. Yes, that's what I'm going with. Brianna, I have to ask you a question. You've seen the new uh the the new Aladdin remake, right? Yes. Okay, so the one scene in Aladdin, the original cartoon, they omitted from the new movie the scene where Jasmine jumps from roof to roof and where she jumps just with no problem and says, I'm a fast learner, tosses that stick to him. Do you remember that? I remember that in the animated movie. I yeah, didn't they, even notice that they didn't they, do that. They didn't do it. They mm. made her very timid and scared to jump from roof to roof and Aladdin had to save her. So. Boo. I was very sad about that. But I loved the movie. Other than that, I loved the movie I did. Guy Ritchie actually did a good? Wow. He did all right. Well, it was pretty good. It wasn't very it wasn't very Guy Ritchie, which surprised me. It was very much... Was yeah. I doubt he had a lot of creative control with a Disney animated property. Could very well be. Yeah, Let's be honest. Yeah. One line. <laughs> you could have put, put that one line in the movie, Guy Ritchie, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> It was great, despite not having Robin Williams. That's yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one thing you can't do. You miss Robin Williams no matter what it is. So, anyway, Kelsey, next up. 
Brandon Buckingham, General Bannon, like first thing you are doing once quarantine ends. That's mm. a great question. Dropping my kids off at grandma's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. That is living the life right there. I, and I'm sure I I'm sure grandma misses the kids. So I'm sure it'll <laughs> exactly. be happy on all ends, right? That's my right. father tries to guilt trip me that I call my father, like, yeah, my kids aren't visiting me. I'm like, we can't visit you, Dad. You're an older <laughs> guy. Like I I'm sorry, do you want us to visit you? Is that what I'm hearing? That's, he's an old time. We just couldn't get him to stop going to the grocery store for like forever. We're like, we had to like lock your door and keep you inside at this point. Ugh, old stubborn Italian. I don't know where I get that from. Um, oh my goodness. No, 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 no. no clue. Janine, of course, Ooh. what's a new movie you've seen that you enjoyed? Okay, so not new in general, but new to me, uh, When in Rome, I really enjoyed with Kristen Bell and Josh oh, Duhamel, and that nice. rhymes. <laughs> You're a poet. So, and I didn't know. Yeah, yeah Dax Shepard is hilarious. Like, it's just, it's really funny. Will Arnett's in there, Danny DeVito, very cute. Um, I, I was glad that I rented that, so... There needs to be a whole rom-com slice dedicated or just a dedicated movie slice uh, dedicated to couples, married couples or couples in general that are co-star in the movie on some level. Because then you sure. can get Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> between Tara okay. Reid and that What's-His-Face, that TV show host dude. <laughs> you get a win in Rome. <laughs> you get Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. You get the most eclectic mix of movies. Everything between Anna Harris and Chris Pratt for a long time. I'll take a Chris and Bell splice, though. Uh, yeah. I, I Yo, could do that too, because Ed Harris and his wife, Amy Madigan, have been in like 12 movies together. So oh, I'm my gosh. All right. Next that. question. Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> so who would you cast as Miss Movies for the theoretical Schmodown Broadway mm. musical? Ooh. It's between Anna Kendrick and Allison Brie. Those are the two that I would go with. Ooh. All right, one, yes. of the, one of those two. Perfect. Probably Anna Kendrick. Um, yeah. Have you guys seen this movie called Camp that Anna Kendrick was in? Yeah. I did not. Theater, I did it's not. about theater uh, camp. It's really, oh, really? cute. Lunch. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> the ladies of lunch is good. Like, there's so many good songs in there. I just love it because it's about musicals and stuff, and it's a, oh. about inclusion too. So definitely yeah. gonna have to go back and watch that for sure. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a curveball in here. Favorite musical? Ooh. Oh dear. Um, gosh. Okay, so Phantom of the Opera is up there. Um, you must have loved maybe. the whole weekend then. What? You must have looked. Uh, it was like on YouTube. Oh, for 48, it was only on there for 48 attention. hours. Yeah, it was on the Or it was like a great one. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll go with that one. Phantom's a good choice. That's hard. There's so many, so many good ones. Phantom is Hamilton. I was supposed to see Hamilton, and then uh, my tickets were refunded because of not being able to go to. No, that's about. Have you listened to the soundtrack before? Have you heard any yeah. of the music? I've heard the soundtrack, so oh, it's so good. Oh my gosh! I did. I redid my tickets for October. We'll see if it works. Cross fingers for you. <laughs> Seriously, yes. Kelsey, next. Dean Morgan, how much do you miss playing with Stacy, and could you see yourself returning? Um, Dean, uh, I miss. I miss Stacy just all the time in general. Um, so I miss her very much. Um, I do miss playing with her. Um, I don't see myself returning to competition. It's just, I, in high school, I was on the dance team for four years and um, 
And I always, every year was like, why can't we just do football and basketball? Why do we have to do competition? Like we were really good. And that's the, why we had to do competition apparently. So <laughs> it was like, you have to do it because you're good. Um, or maybe it was because of the competition that we were good. There's that too. <laughs> so um, I was every year I was just like, I just don't, I don't want to do the competition. And when I tried out for the USC song girls, um, my sister was like, you know, the dance force is really good. They're kind of like the dance team. I was like, but they compete and I don't want to compete. So <laughs> I was like, that's why I'm going to do the song girls. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. No, I just, I don't like competing. Fair enough. Well, we are running into our time. We're going to have to keep yes. going so we can ask maybe one more question from the chat. Maybe Kelsey. One more. One more. If you ever returned to competing, what entrance would that you haven't done would you have wanted to do? Yes. Yeah. I mentioned this earlier. Um, <laughs> just recently thought of doing the vote for Pedro dance right. as Napoleon Dynamite. That's definitely one that I would I would want to do. Oh man, that's, I don't know about the hair though. Like I don't know if I'm gonna sport his hair. But. No, just just pin it up in a way that it kind of looks <laughs> like it. And right. and it'll be totally fine. But that's definitely something that the Schmodown needs. Someone needs to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna do it, but someone need maybe Janine, I'm passing it off to you. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, telling you, giving you an order from that's what it sounds like to me. Do it, Janine, do it. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> yes. Well, that is it for us tonight, y'all. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this Monday. Thank you to everyone who is inside of the chat. Thank you especially to Miss Movies, Brianne Chandler herself, for coming in and hanging out with us. Brianne, is there anything that you need to plug before we go in? Let us know where we can find you. What are you doing? Okay. Um, not really doing much, but on Fridays, I do a show called SD Best Friends. It's at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, don't know what central time that would be. Um, but yeah, so it's just like SD. I say it's open-ended, but pretty much everyone on there is just from the Schmodown. So there you go. You could call it Schmodown Best Friends or Social Distancing Best Friends. Um, so whatever you want to call us, Star Drew Best Friends. He's in the chat. Um, so <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I got that. And then um, I don't do Twitter anymore. My account's still there, but I don't do it. And uh, you can find me on Instagram, Miss Underscore Movies. Okay. And that's about it. Fair enough. You can find me pulling my hair out every day, every weekday during homeschool. <laughs> and Jake, we put that link in the chat for her channel one more time just so we have it up oh, there. Yes. That would be oh, yeah. Easy. And my YouTube channel. <laughs> and there you go. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Hit or Miss Movies. Hit or Miss That movie. was the original... My originally, I had a website called Hit or Miss Movies, and I would just write reviews. And my first review that I wrote was Along Came Polly. And like after a while, I started saying, like, Oh, I should be Miss Movies. So it's Hit or Miss Movies. And then so I just started doing that. And then later it was, Oh, I miss movies. Oh, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> the origin of the name is a story that I appreciate so much, Brianne, just as much as I appreciate so you maybe as a you person. Should actually, I mean, it's kind of maybe you should get together with Brandon Hannah, have a site. You could be Miss Movies and Hit and Movies or Hot Band Movies, maybe. Mm. Miss and Hit Movies. Hit and Miss hit. Movies, right there. Yes. There it right. is. Oh my goodness. I'll see my that, way out now. 
<laughs> uh, like I said again, Brian, thank you so much. We do appreciate you as a person uh, in general and in the Schmodown. Thank you so much for giving us your time on this Monday. Thank you to everyone who has been hanging out in the chat. Thank you to Alex for hanging out with me and Paul tonight. Again, thank you to Paul for doing all of this with me here tonight. Uh, and as always, y'all, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe on this video. Um, you know where to find us. We are on all of the socials and all of the Twitters. And as always, y'all, we salute you. We're getting out of here. Woo! Happy holidays. Hey.